Just now you bowed three times. Correct? Why do you bow three times? You don't answer. Because you didn't know why. <laughs> she was the MC in Laika and she's always saying that. <laughs> you know why you bow three times? The first time you bow is with gratitude for the teachings. Whether you bow to your teacher or to the Buddha, it's the same thing. The first bow is with gratitude. Not supposed to take notes. Take notes in your heart, not on the paper. Because afterwards you're going to have a discussion to recall what I say. The second bow is out of respect for the teacher of the Buddha. And the last one, the third bow is out of love. First is out of gratitude for the teachings that you are receiving. Respect for the virtues of the teacher. And finally, out of love for being our teacher. There is a Buddha or a monk or whoever. You bow three times with this significance. The nature of our Dharma talks or Dharma sharing in the evenings would be, I will give a talk and then after that you try to remember what I tell you. And then after I finish the talk, you all will be grouped into groups and then you recap among yourselves what I taught you. And then after that, we will have a representative from each group to tell me a summary. To tell everyone a summary of what you have learned. You don't just listen one year and come out the other year. Make sure that you remember what I say. I see some old faces here. So the old faces will be the facilitators, right? And you don't tell them the answer. <laughs> Let them figure out what it is. This is supposed to be a mindful hiking retreat. You see the word mindfulness there? Mindfulness is something which is now very universal. Everywhere there's a mindfulness revolution in the world. It's not only among Buddhists, but it's almost every aspect of human endeavor. I think now mindfulness is offered as, an, as one of the or subjects in school in Europe, England, and especially in Germany. And it's also used in various other places like in sports, in corporate world, even in the U.S. Army. Mindfulness is something very, very universal and prevalent now. And most people understand mindfulness to mean, or it has been marketed as present moment awareness. Do you all know this? How many of you have heard about this? Mindfulness equals present moment awareness. The rest of you haven't heard of mindfulness. All new. <laughs> first time. How many of you first time come across this word mindfulness and doesn't know what it means? Hands up. Hey, how come? Huh? You know what it is? You've heard it before and then you don't know it means present moment awareness? And maybe you're all Chinese educated, like is it? Anyway, people think that mindfulness is present moment awareness, being aware of what is happening in the present. But actually, mindfulness is an English translation of the Pali word sati, S-A-T-I. And sati means remembrance. Sati is a noun, and it comes from the verb sarati. Sarati means to remember. Sati being a noun, it becomes remembrance. 
how can remembrance be interpreted as present moment awareness? Because you only remember something of the past, no? You don't remember something of the present. You are aware of something in the present, but you remember something of the past. And so this is something very puzzling, especially if you are familiar with this Pali word sati. And it troubled me for many, many years, even when I was a young monk, and I've been a monk for 40 years. Even when I was a young monk, I was very confused by this. Once I learned the actual meaning of the word sati, and it took me many years of research to find out that actually this sati has four very important aspects which are applicable in every situation, not only for spiritual practices but also for worldly application. When I explain to you what these four aspects of mindfulness are, then it will become apparent to you. I call them the four R's. The first R is remember. The second R is recollect. The third R is remind. And the fourth R is retrospect. You see that all these words, remember, recollect, remind and retrospect, all have to do with past objects. Right? You remember something from the past, you recollect something from the past, you remind something because uh, remind yourself to do something which you have heard of or you have learned in the past. And then, retrospect. I use it in a special way. If you are familiar with the English word retrospect, Nowadays it has a different meaning. The meaning of retrospect nowadays is you reflect on something with a tinge of regret. You know, in retrospect I shouldn't have said that. In retrospect I shouldn't have done that. But I'm not using it in that way. I'm using it in a very literal sense because the word retrospect is made out of two Latin words, retro and spect. Retro means back and spect means look. So literally it means look back. Okay, look back. Now I'll explain each of these terms so that you can understand more clearly. When you first came, this when we first met this afternoon, I taught you how to recite Tsukino. Remember? And I said the first thing you need to know is you need to memorize the Pali words and the English words so that you can recite it without looking at the paper. That is remembering. Remembering means to memorize what you hear and what you read. Just like when you are studying in school. When you study in school, when you study your textbook, you don't read your textbook like you would read newspaper, would you? When you read newspaper, you just read and then go in and come out. You may not remember what you read unless it's something which is very interesting to you. Then it will automatically be kept in a memory. But when you read a textbook, you have to make a point to remember the main points so that when it comes to the exams, you will be able to recollect what you remembered. Right? There's a second hour. If you did not remember or memorize in the first place, you will not be able to recollect. You did not memorize those words, Sukino wa Kimino Hontu, just now. 
and then tonight blackout there's something wrong with the generator and then you have to go out somewhere is the toilet inside or outside? Inside, you're very lucky. <laughs> if the toilet is outside, then it's in the dark, and you're going out there, and then suddenly you're scared. Uh, how are you going to recite if you don't uh, memorize it? When you're hiking or so, you suppose you meet up with some animal, then it confronts you, and then if you don't know how to recite, how are you going to react? You probably you run out of fear. I tell you, one experience that I had, that was maybe last year. I was in Thailand. I was doing a detox course. After I drank my morning olive oil, I would go on my own for a morning walk. The detox center is situated near the beach. So usually I would just go walking along the beach or I would uh, explore new places that I've never been to. So this time around, I decided to explore a small little hill. Never been there. And it's an overgrown plantation or orchard somewhere that has been abandoned. There was a path, a very overgrown path that led up somewhere. Never been there, so I just took a walk in there. And this path landed up at an old abandoned resort at the hilltop. And beside the path was all overgrown. No way that you can really walk through because it's very thick. Anyway, as I walked up, I was very careful because it was overgrown and I was on the lookout for, for snakes along the way. But uh, nothing eventful happened when I walked up. But as I was coming down along the same route, along the same trail, then I heard some snorting. You know, the snorting of some animals and some rustling of the leaves. So I recognized what it was because I'm familiar with the forest. I knew that it was a wild pig. But usually wild pigs, when we encounter them in the jungle, once they hear us coming or they sight us coming, they will snort and they will make a dash, run off somewhere. But this time, they didn't. He was there waiting. He was there. I didn't see it. I heard it in front of me, maybe about, maybe about 20 meters from me. And then I slowed down, and I was kept on the lookout for it. And then suddenly, one pig came out from the bushes. On this path, the bush was on my right. He came out, and he came towards me. And I saw that, oh, it's a female. It's a soul. Probably, she has some piglets. Because uh, when animals have babies, have their offsprings, they are very protective. Especially female ones. But I saw that it was... A female pig. I know, but I saw also that its its teeth were all dried up. So, I mean, it couldn't be very young piglets around. But anyway, she was very protective. She stood in front of the path and refused to let me go. <laughs> I got no other way out. You cannot go to the other left, right. No, there's only one path going down. I was standing there. And it's probably about as far as Jihan. Yeah, she's... She stands stood at me and stared at me. And she stood there and I also stood. Because it was a baluka, overgrown forest, so it's a secondary forest. The biggest tree there was about maybe three inches diameter next to me. <laughs> all bushes all and then small little trees coming out. Cannot climb a tree, it's three inches hard to climb. 
<laughs> but at least there's a tree there that I hid behind the tree in case it charged at me at least got a tree to block me la. <laughs> so I just stood there and she stared at me and I stared at her <laughs> at that time I was already chanting I was chanting Sukino just now you just chanted Sukino and in Pali and English I was chanting Sukino in Pali English Pali Hokkien Pali Cantonese Pali Hawaii Pali Malay and Pali Myanmar <laughs> I was going that around. <laughs> I was something in my mind. And then she stopped. And she stared at me. I also stopped behind that little tree. And I just stared at her. But I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel scared at all. I was very calm. And I continued to chant. And also in my mind, also I imagined her like my pet. I would hug her, pet her on the... <laughs> visually, visualize. <laughs> and then she stood there and then she sniffed at me. <laughs> Sniff, 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 sniff for some time. And then she took one step forward as, as though to scare me. But I didn't budge. I still still there. And I continued to send Neta to her. Still chanting and still visualizing her as my pet. After a while, she took a step back. She turned back and went back into the bushes. Waited for a while. Maybe it was a bit too impatient. I should have waited longer. <laughs> well, I waited for a while and then I decided time to go. So and no other place to go. So there's only one route. So anyway, I kept as far away from that bush as possible. <laughs> so the path was not very big. It is enough for a motor vehicle to go up. Maybe it's about that far from him. On this edge there and the bush was there. I was past the bush. I saw that there was another bigger pig inside there. Probably a father. <laughs> and there were two little piglets. The very curious piglets who were coming towards me. <laughs> and so the mother got even more alarmed the piglets coming after me. Have you seen wild boar piglets before? They are like pumpkin. <laughs> they got stripes on huh? <laughs> Very, very cute. And they were coming towards me. They were not afraid. They were probably very curious to see who is this fella. <laughs> and the mother was in the bushes there and making noise, snorting at me as though she was going to charge at me. But the father uh, was not so brave. The father like turned and wanted to run off. <laughs> But anyway, I kept my cool, I walked down slowly and just keep on chanting and keep on sending meta to them. They didn't chase me or harm me. If I had ran, definitely she would chase me. <laughs> yeah. At that time, if you couldn't remember Sukino, what are you going to do? <laughs> you'll probably run with your life, but then you'll be chased. When you go hiking in the forest, we are going to meet with such things. You have to be prepared. Therefore, you have to learn it so well that it comes naturally to you. The first thing is you need to remember it first. If you don't remember it, how are you going to recollect? Okay, you cannot recollect, then finish. You won't be able to make use of it. The same thing when you study for exams, you have to remember and memorize the main points so that when it comes to exam time, you have to recollect what you remembered and answer. That is the second R, recollect. The third R is remind. You have to remind yourself. Reminding yourself also depends on the past idea that you had. For example, you are studying free exams. And then your mind runs off and you prefer to go and play computer games. Right? But you have to remind yourself. Exam is just round the corner. You cannot play yet. Now. But you have to remind yourself now. You have to concentrate on your books. Don't get distracted. That's reminding. Because you already know exams is around the corner, you have to study for it, you cannot waste your time on computer games. It's the time when you remind yourself. 
Then the last one is retrospect. Retrospect is looking back on your mind. How do you know that your mind has run off? If you don't look back at your mind, how do you know the mind has run off? You will know, right? Because he's thinking of something else, he's not focusing on what you're studying. Retrospect means looking back at what has happened to your mind. Retrospect can also mean looking back at things of the past which you did not deliberately remember, not necessarily immediate past, like what happens in your mind. For example, you are in a hurry to go somewhere, and then suddenly you reach into your pocket, your purse, and you found out that your keys are not there. Then at that moment, you will have to retrospect to think, hey, where did I last put that key? Where did I last use those keys? That's active remembering. That is active retrospecting. Trying to recollect. Trying to retrospect where you put the key last. That's different from recollecting. Recollecting is retrieving something which you had remembered. You had intentionally remembered, memorized. Then you recollect. Retrospect is not something that you deliberately remembered. You deliberately memorized. But something that happened in the past and which you now want to retrieve. There's a difference. Out of these four, the last one, retrospect, is the one that is how people interpret it to mean present moment awareness. This brings us to something else, which is called the 561 feature of the six senses. You know what are the six senses? We have got six senses. The ear, eyes, ears, nose, tongue and body. These are the five. And then we got one more that is a mind. Which is called the sixth sense. So these six senses have got certain features. Five refers to the five senses. Six refers to the sixth sense, number six. And one refers to the object of the sixth sense. These five senses eyes, ears, nose, tongue and body. All these five senses are very special and very unique in the sense that each sense can only be conscious of its particular object. It's very specific. The eyes can only see colors, cannot hear sound, cannot smell, cannot taste. Right? Same for the other senses. Each sense can only be conscious of its specific object. Not only that, each of the objects of the five senses must be in the present. You can only see something which is right in front of you. With the eyes, I mean. You can only hear something if the vibrations hit your eardrums right now. Same for the other senses. But the mind, the sixth sense, is different. Say you saw a video on YouTube last night. Your eyes cannot see it now because your device is not open. But can you recall it with your mind? Can, right? You can, you can recall it with your mind. So the mind can recall past objects. Then, the mind can also be aware of present objects without the five senses. For example, you've heard of uh, near-death experiences. People who have a heart attack, for example, and they die in the hospital. 
and then the surgeons, uh, emergency physician will try to revive them, give them shock therapy or try to resuscitate them in various ways. But what happens is sometimes these people, they die. Die in the sense that the heart stops beating, they stop breathing, their brains are dead, you can see in the monitor there, brain activity, no more. They're supposed to be dead, brain dead. And yet some of them come back after their life, later. Maybe after a few hours, sometimes one or two days, they come back and then they say, at that time I wasn't dead and I was up there at the ceiling looking at all of you. But I know what you are doing. And they can tell the surgeons exactly the whole procedure. And then the surgeons are also amazed because a normal day person wouldn't know what they did, right? That they can describe with such detail. They can also hear what the doctors are saying. There was one case where this surgeon was trying to save this lady and she was trying very hard to save this lady and then suddenly she saw that her heart stopped already and all, everything shut down and he was so frustrated he, he shouted in the operation theatre Oh you bitch, now you're gone, I missed you <laughs> And then later when the lady came back to life she said I heard what you said just now <laughs> But then, all the five senses are shut down. What is it that is seeing? What is it that is hearing? It's not the eyes, not the ears, not the nose. Nothing is the mind. So the mind can also be aware of present objects that are happening. Now, you're all aware of what's happening through your five senses. Actually, you're aware of past objects. The eye sees first and then the mind recognizes it after that. Correct? The ears hear sound first and then only you are able to recognize what it is. But it happens so fast, you think it's simultaneous. Sache ahang paribasaya salapami Kingnoko janati Kingnoko janati Can you understand? There's only sound, right? <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying. So it's only sound, but because the mind works so fast, the mind is immediately able to recognize the sounds, what each sound stands for, and how the sounds combine to become words, and the words combine to become sentences, the sentences combine to become a concept. It happens so fast, you think it's immediate. But actually, it's not immediate. It's immediate past. The so-called present. After all, what is the present? How about what is the past? Let me ask you, what is the past? Past could mean past lives. Could also mean when you were a very young kid. It could also mean five years ago, last month, last week, this morning, an hour ago, ten minutes ago, a second ago, one millisecond ago, one nanosecond ago. Right? As you come nearer and nearer, then you reach a place, a point where the past is the present. But the moment I say present, it's already past. <laughs> so actually, present is very, very elusive. You cannot catch the present. The moment you say present, it's already gone. When you are mindful, you are not actually mindful of present objects. You are mindful of immediate past objects, which we call present, because it's so immediate. Just immediately before the actual present, Right? So you see a stone first, you see the soil first, and then only after that your mind will be able to recognize what it is, and then the mind will tell you whether it is slippery or not, whether it's loose or not, and so forth. Right? So it's immediate past. But because it is so near to the present, people use it as 
present moment awareness. That's conventional language. But if you want to be very precise, it is actually the immediate past. The mind can also know future objects. There are people who are by nature have this ESP, extrasensory perception. They can sort of sense or sometimes have a vision of what could happen in, in the future. Now, these are special individuals. Sometimes it's not inborn. Sometimes you must do some meditation and then have very deep meditation and then you train yourself to see the future. But some people are have this spontaneous ability to do so. But this is the mind, it's not the eye that sees. I like to tell the story of one hiker conducting a hiking retreat in Singapore. And Singapore is a very tame country. You don't have wild paths like that, wild trails like that. Their trails are all paved with gravel, most of them. We were hiking to one of the parks in Singapore. And in this park, we had to cross a very marshy or swampy area. There was one foreign log across the marsh. And in Singapore, they don't use tongkat. It's too tame to use tongkat, so no tongkat. We just walk. <laughs> so we just walk. We were walking across the very slippery, muddy log across the swampy area. And one of the hikers was a very experienced hiker. She's always at the back. She's always sweeping, making sure that everybody gets across safely. But she also has this ESP. She has this natural ability to sense what's going to happen in the future. There was this last hiker who is not very experienced. He's quite new. She was walking along this trunk and she knew that she's going to fall off. And so she took out her handphone and took a video of her falling off the lock. Oh <laughs> and it's not the eyes that see, it's the mind that is able to see what's going to happen in the future. But she also knew from past experience that she cannot tell people. She cannot tell, I mean, what's going to happen in the future. It's going to happen anyway. Tell her so she will fall down. <laughs> so no point telling. <laughs> anyway, I'm just telling you that this, the sixth sense, the mind, has this ability to be able to be conscious of objects of the past, present and future. Right? Yeah, very different from five senses, which can only be aware or conscious of a specific object in the present, in the real-time present. Not the immediate past, but the real-time present. Then finally, we come to the last one. One, five, six, one. One here refers to the object that the mind can be conscious of, the sixth sense. Although the mind is so fantastic, it can be aware of objects in the past, present, and the future. Although it can work so fast, when you hear a sound, immediately you can figure out what the words and the sentences mean. You can get the concept, the idea. The mind, for most people, can only take one object at a time. Let me ask you, just now when you were doing your tongue practice, when we were doing this loop, we went down to the riverbank and then we climbed up again. Okay, that was a difficult one for many of you. At that time, when you were climbing up and down, down and up, were you thinking of the past or the future? No, right? You got no time. You are right in the present moment. You got no time to think of the past, the future. All the problems all all disappear <laughs> because you want to save your own skin. You don't want to fall down and hurt yourself. Correct. That's why the mind can only take one object at a time. When it's so focused on your present circumstances, is not able to think of so many things. These are five, six, one features of the six senses. Just now, in my introductory talk, I also told you that. 
Hiking is one of the most effective ways of introducing mindfulness to you, to people who are new to mindfulness. Because you have no choice but to be mindful when you're hiking. And when you're mindful, you become composed. Right? Composer means you are not distracted by feelings, thoughts, and perceptions about the past or the future. You are right in the present. This is how it works. If your mind is the sixth sense, the mind is anchored on one object or many objects. Say you are just chanting Sukino or Kimino two at a time. When you were trying to chant or memorize Sukino there, were you also thinking of the past or future? No, right? Yeah, you focus on that. You got no time. But once you master the chant by heart, then while you are chanting, the mind can start to think of this and that. <laughs> and that's the nature of the mind. If it's easy, then you will go on auto mode and then you will go on and do something else. <laughs> so this 5-6-1 features of the six senses explains or is a basis for how we can compose our minds. As long as you anchor your mind to something, for example, you anchor your mind to what's happening to your five senses, that is as close to the present as you can get. Because the five senses are only conscious of present objects. Right? If your mind is immediately aware of it, of what's happening in the senses, is looking at the immediate past. And if you're stuck there, then you won't think of other past events or future, future things that might happen mind becomes composed. When your mind becomes composed, then you are able to see things clearly, you can understand how your mind works. Tomorrow morning, I will teach you something called Open Awareness Meditation, where you open up your awareness to what's happening in the senses. And we are going to make use of this principle, because if you are aware of what's happening in your senses, you are busy trying to be aware of what your senses are perceiving, then automatically your mind will compose itself. Now, I'm going to give you a summary of what I said, giving you Dhamma rhymes. You repeat after me. And after that you have to go to your groups, then you have to try to recollect what I say. Remember, recollect. Remember, recollect. Remind, retrospect. Remind, retrospect. For our test. Of mindfulness. of mindfulness. Remember, recollect. Remember, recollect. Remind, retrospect. Remind, retrospect. For our test. For our test. Of mindfulness. Of mindfulness. Remember, recollect. Remember, recollect. Remind, retrospect. Remind, retrospect. For our test, of mindfulness. Okay, do it yourself five times.
Next one will be about the five, six one. That's all. The six senses. Five six one. Five six one shows how they behave. Shows how they behave. The six senses. Six senses. Five six one. Five six one shows how they behave. Shows how they behave. The six senses. Six senses. Five six one. Five six one shows how they behave. Shows how they behave. Okay, do it yourself. Six senses. Five six one shows how they behave. Six senses. Five six one shows how they behave. Six senses. Five six one. From the beginning, start with remember. Remember, retrospect, remind, retrospect, for our steps of mindfulness. The six senses, five, six, one, shows how they behave. Okay. The five senses, five senses, only take. Only objects in the present. Objects in the present. The five senses. The five senses only take. Only take objects in the present. Objects in the present. The five senses. The five senses only take. Only take. Objects in the present. Objects in the present. Okay, do yourself. Five senses only take objects in the present. Five senses only take objects in the present. Five senses only take objects in the present. Start from beginning. Remember, recollect, remind, retrospect, for our tests of mindfulness. Six senses, five, six, one, shows how they behave. The five senses only take objects in the present. But the sixth sense, but the sixth sense, takes objects, takes objects of past, present, future, of past, present, future. But the sixth sense, but the sixth sense, takes objects, takes objects of past, present, future, of past, present, future. But the sixth sense, but the sixth sense, takes objects, takes objects of past, present. Present future. Of past, present, future. Yes, sir. But the sixth sense takes objects of the past, present, future. But the sixth sense takes objects of the past, present, future. But the sixth sense takes objects of the past, present, future. From beginning. Remember, recollect, remind, retrospect, for our steps of mindfulness. Six senses, five, six, one, shows how they behave. 
by our ancestors, from the leaders of our church in the present, by the six sense, only one object can the mind take at any time. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Okay. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Only one object can the mind take at any time. Except from beginning. In my retrospect, all our steps of mindfulness, the six senses, five, six, one, shows how they behave. The five senses only fit objects in the present, but the six senses is objects of our present future. Only one object so five six one. So five six one is the base. Is the base for other anchor. For other anchor. So five six one. So five six one is the base. Is the base for other anchor. For other anchor. So five six one. So five six one is the base. Is the base for other anchor. For other anchor. Five six one is the base for other anchor. So five six one is the base for other anchor. So five six one. Remember? Remember, recollect, remind, retrospect, all our steps of mindfulness. The six senses, five, six, one, shows how they behave. The five senses only face objects in the present, but the six senses face objects of past, present, future. I will explain to you what is our anchor tomorrow. Giving too many things tonight, maybe you cannot take in. <laughs> I will talk about our anchor. It's about how to compose your mind. Just now I already gave you, briefly, talked about how you anchor your mind to the five senses and you will be able to compose your mind based on this principle or these features of the six senses. Now we are going to be divided into groups and then those old timers so you will just facilitate and let the new people do the work. What you're supposed to do now is 
You're supposed to come out to be creative and come out with another tune for the Dharma rhymes that you just heard. <laughs> Each group will come up with a different tune. <laughs> I'll give you about half an hour to do that. And then after that, I want to hear every group.